Welcome back, everybody. This is a a very beautiful evening. It's going to rain, thunder, it's going to be lightning, tornado warnings, whatever, but it's springtime. Springtime is new beginnings. It's a great time of year. I'm looking forward to um, a lot of really exciting things happening. This podcast, Pain Information, and the Pain Information website and community is going to really start growing. Okay, it's up. Why don't you go visit it, paininformation.com. Now, you're going to hear the wind. Here it comes, right? I, I specifically went outside because this is really neat. It's springtime, new beginnings, right? This is how uh, we all need to feel. We have to feel like uh, we got a lot in front of us, one foot in front of the other one. One important step we make is identifying what's bothering us the most. Not every day, not every hour, but let's think about now. I I think we tend to isolate ourselves too much and put ourselves in a category or compartment when we don't need to be. We're not in a box. We are very malleable. Our brain is so strong and, and important to us for the quality of life we need to leave forward. And that's where I get asked the most important questions. The questions are pain, of course, pain information. And we do the best we can with spine pain, soft tissue pain, the fibromyalgic symptoms, uh, headaches, um, all sorts of um, Odd maladies that are are tough to diagnose, chest wall, chest, abdominal. And, you know, you pick it. Osteoarthritis, as as common as that is, is not simple. And there are tremendous opportunities to improve uh, patients' quality of life. And you know what else we look at? We look at endurance, restorative sleep capacity, function, sleep, sleep, sleep. That's one of my top questions. Uh, How do I sleep better? I can't sleep. Well, you're right. You can't sleep because people in pain have what's called alpha-2 intrusion. Uh, Many times I've talked about this, but it's worth refreshing. You know, you don't get down to that stage four sleep, that deep sleep that is so important for memory, that is so important for that refreshing sleep. And you know, and especially those with fibromyalgia and chronic pain and uh, many other maladies, when you don't get that refreshing sleep and you're not deep, 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 and the next day you're thinking, I don't remember some stuff I was supposed to remember or I'm feeling kind of foggy and in fibromyalgia they call it fibro fog in reality it is kind of a fog because the important communication of different structures of the brain um, are impaired if you don't get down to the real good sleep stage four alpha two intrusion is stage two sleep and that's probably a topic for another discussion which we will get to also as important as it is and as often overlooked as it absolutely is is the problems with uh, pain and the other question marks that a lot of people have is if I take this pain as am I going to get addicted? Well, what is addiction? Uh, what is dependence? What is these different 
um, considerations when we start taking these strong medicines or other medicines that help with anxiety or other medicines that help with sleep. What's going on? I mean, is it uh, something to even worry about? And, you know, I haven't felt right. I'm kind of not sleeping. I have a lot of – I'm always anxious. I get up and walk around. At night, I'm up most of the night. I, ju- I just can't get into my groove the next day. Um, what's going on? Well, I – you know, I really believe in situational depression. Anxiety is a is a strong component of pain, and um, situational depression does follow, or is innately a part of it. Pain is very real, and pain does not sit alone. The neurobiology of pain is real, and here comes the storm. The neurobiology I'm going to talk about in just a second. Because pain, addiction, and depression, neurobiologically, uh, they're best friends. And they sit in the same place of the brain, that primitive part of the brain behind the ear. And they talk to each other in what we call pathways. And those pathways are driven by important components. And some of those involve chemicals or neurochemicals. Certainly you've heard of dopamine, norepinephrine. In hormones, you've heard of testosterone, as estrogen, uh, you know, the different type of hormones we're all familiar with. Well, they make a difference. And they make a difference not only in your brain, but they make a difference structurally. Don't think that taking a lot of testosterone doesn't have uh, side effects. Yep, does. Don't think that... Taking um, a lot of estrogen or progesterone or some of these other hormones doesn't have a lot of side effects. Yep, it does. Um, And it's uh, top to bottom, so we got to talk about that. But in the brain today, I'm going to talk about neurobiology and neuroscience. Oh, yeah, I know. This will put you to sleep. But this is going to be the questions I want to answer before we start getting into – community in a brief course that I'm putting together that I think is important. I I think uh, the best way to get points across past the podcast is to experience them through a course, and that might include videos. That includes a lot of discussion, sometimes community, and sometimes it includes input and Where's the input come from? Well, I read everything that people send me. Uh, some good, some not so good. I mean, uh, let, let's face it. Um, a lot of empathy here. I've done this a long time. Um, if I can't feel for you, if I can't help you where you're at, and you know, I just can't be a good um, individual with health care. And that's, uh, that's my calling and that's my soul. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get away from this storm, and we're going to go inside, and I'm going to talk uh, neuroscience for a few minutes and uh, the neurophysiology that is important to pain, addiction, and depression, as they really are so real to the same. They're not the same, but uh, they're hard to tell apart, and we could treat them with a lot of overlap. So... um, Hang with me, and we'll um, 
We'll get into some neuroscience here. I'm going to get out of the wind and rain. See you in a minute. Okay, back in, back at it. Uh, out of the weather that's going south fast uh, here in the south. Okay, so let's talk about pain and manage it before it manages you. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about addiction. We'll talk a little bit about situational depression, anxiety. And this is a presentation I gave in Hawaii, and it's been updated, of course. You know, things change so fast, and it's going to be um, really well presented, probably uh, in community or the course where you can see the slides and uh, really kind of get into it. It's it's interesting, fascinating. So, you know, we don't want to excel at mediocrity. And if you've ever heard of TED Talks, there's a great TED Talk uh, by Michael Waite, W-A-I-T-E. And great leaders and providers, you know, healthcare providers, uh, be they who they are, uh, do what addicts do. I'm going to let you watch that TED Talk. It's really good. Watch it to the end. Very, very good. So I'll call this uh, a TED sip. Um, he had a company and it grew to uh, 20,000 percent in five years and considered one of the best places to work. What do you think Michael Waite was? Well, he's a drug addict. Well um, accepted, well informed and um, very well spoken. I think you'll find that extremely useful uh, part of your day is to watch that TED Talk. We do not want to excel at mediocrity. We want to move on. So we want to do it right. And we want to do what, if you watch Michael Waits' TED Talk, we want to do what addicts do. We want to practice authenticity. We want to be authentic. We want to surrender the outcome. We don't have a lot of control over outcome, but we can surrender to it and work with it and do uncomfortable work. Know the why. And what is the why? Because, well, what the why is we want the best for our patients and we want an uneventful, um, adverse outcome to you. We want to show you that what we do has a high quality um, set of choices and we want to offer meaning to you without the side effects complication or ending up with some some place we don't want to be be we don't want to practice in fear and i don't want you to live in fear all right I just t- take it back to oxycontin when <laughs> oxycontin first came out 1996 7 8 uh i went to a few of their um functions the uh uh, industry sponsored them. Now it's back a long time ago before we understood what all that meant. And they presented, and I still have that slide. Oxycontin has no ceiling effect. In other words, you can give it to you. You don't need it. No acetaminophen issues like liver and that sort of things. It's titratable, up or down as you need to, kind of like a accelerator pedal or a brake pedal. And it had minimal street abuse. Oops. 
So what is an expert? It's a man that has made all mistakes possible in a narrow narrow field of experience. Who said that? Albert Einstein. So what we want to do is improve quality of life, reduce pain and suffering, especially those in acute and chronic pain. What's the difference between acute and chronic? Well, acute happens chronically and chronic pain happens acutely. Suppose you have long-standing low back pain. Well, most of the time you're fine. You twist, you got acute pain, escalated pain, escalated inflammation. Well, that's the deal. Acute pain happens chronically and chronic pain happens acutely. So the lines are blurred. When you start to see these uh, experts, so-called experts or whatever they are, um, define pain as three months or six months and that sort of thing. Now, neurobiologically, that's not how it works. You're rewired. It can happen the day of your injury. As we have learned, there's some high-quality work, and it's called chronification of pain. We'll talk about that more in our uh, lectures in the course and throughout the podcast. So what is pain? Pain, it's a traditional disease. We heal, but we do not cure. And it's biopsychosocial. We know that. It has a psychological component and a social component. And it's a big Venn diagram, but we're not going to make it that complicated. Uh, we're going to make it uh, less complicated than you might think, because there are five rules. It's a description. It's not an entity. Pain is a description. But we have to have a diagnosis. That's rule two. Okay, you got to have a real diagnosis. Back pain is not a diagnosis. Degenerative spinal disease and lumbar spine, that's a diagnosis. Okay, number three, you know, some people don't believe in it. Like fibromyalgia, they call it fibromyalgia or whatever they're going to call it. If you don't believe in it or you think it's entirely psychosomatic, you got to refer it out. In other words, there's somebody else that's going to be your friend there. Maybe this provider isn't the one for that. Maybe this healthcare provider is great, cold, flu, abdominal discomfort, nausea, vomiting, that sort of thing. But this may be somebody special for you. Um, it needs to be referred out. And you got to know meds. The greatest challenge I have is patients that are referred to me and their meds are, I don't know, well, their meds aren't wrong, but I don't know where the thinking came from. And you got to know thy meds, side effects, and you got to know um, the classes and you got to know uh, side effects and you got to know where you're headed with them. Not now, but three, six, nine, twelve 12 months. Not all drugs are forever. You know, you have diabetes, yeah, you may need uh, some type of agent, insulin or whatever, uh, for a long time. But that's not necessarily the drugs for acute and chronic pain. That's not necessarily the drugs for addiction, situational depression, anxiety. And number five, the most important rule of all, don't chase pain. If it hurts in your shoulder one day or hurts in your low back, don't chase it from a, you know, from a compassionate standpoint, I want to relieve all your pain. But from a realistic standpoint, I want to improve your function. I told you, restore to sleep capacity, quality of life. And those are really the big deal. 
with opioids, uh, you know, I don't start them without some type of exit strategy. Some people, we don't have an exit strategy, and that's part of the strategy, right? Okay. All right. We also have to be um, practicing, as I said, without fear. If no one took risks, we would have painted the Sistine floor, right? Neil Simon said that about Michelangelo. So we carefully balance the risk-award benefit of these medications and treatments, and the risk management is the process of controlling loss. So what we want to do is pick the best treatment forward, and we review the risk management, uh, quality of care uh, components, and uh, liability of what we're doing. We have indicators, plans, and if we're not getting somewhere in three, six, nine, or 12 months, we have benchmarks. We understand and we try to understand and we try to get some gain out of this. Okay, the science of pain. Well, science of pain, chronic and acute, um, is a important and very uh, specific uh, lecture in itself. And we're going to go on to the science of pain and go into, well, is it pain, addiction, depression, PAD? Well, what is it? I mean, what's, what's addiction? I mean, some people are addicted to Starbucks, right? You've seen the line. Some people are addicted to other things. You know about opioids. We've heard about the terrible scourge of fentanyl. All right, we'll get into that. But for right now, I think you've got a good start, and we are going to see you soon. Thanks.